0: If you want to hear more from us, head on over to Patreon.com slash Total Reboot. There you can sign up for just $5 a month to our exclusive Patreon, where you'll get access to bonus episodes of a new podcast called Reboot Rifts. It's a podcast where Cameron and I pitch our ideas for how we think classic films should be rebooted, remade, and reimagined, including Back to the Future and Dracula. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash totalreboot to get access to all that and even more for just 5 bucks a month. Also, babies, if you're free on Friday night, the 31st of August, that's this week, I am hosting Green Lights Comedy Nights in Sydney. At the Gaelic Club in Surrey Hills with Nick O'Malleyan, and headlining is the very, very funny one of my heroes, Nick Kappa. We've also got Adam Richard and a bunch of other very funny people on that evening. The tickets are only ten bucks. You can buy them at the door at eight p.m. The show starts at the Gaelic Club in Surrey Hills on August thirty-first. That's this Friday. See you then, babies. Hello totalitarians, hello jungle babies and welcome to another episode of Total Reboot, the only podcast on the internet that dares to talk about film and cinema. <laughs> my name is Lexi Toliopoulos and with me as always is my co-host Cameron James.
1: It's a pleasure to be here and to be sitting at a 90 degree angle to
0: you because oh, I gosh. get to look
1: at you from a different Perspective.
0: One of my best angles is my 90 degree. You have a wonderful profile. I look like a freaking Roman coin dude from the profile. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Roman coin bizarre. visage. Yeah, I'd
1: love to see you on currency someday.
0: Oh God, I'd love to be on a note or a coin.
1: I'd love to see you splashed across a coin. <laughs> Spread out. Spread eagle
2: style. <laughs>
0: So when you roll, it looks like I'm rolling around the side. (laughs) Like that that. uh, that beautiful DVD cover with uh, Chevy Chase on top of a roulette wheel. What movie is that for?
1: Uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vegas Vacation. Vacation. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Of of course.
0: course. Oh, Chevy style. The the way I'd love to live. Uh, The
1: absolute dream is to live Chevy style. Cameron, (laughs) Cameron, what do we do on this podcast? This is the, as you already mentioned, it's the only podcast on the internet that dares to discuss film. And cinema, but more than that, we talk about reboots, remakes and rip-offs of cinema Mm -hmm. This episode, we're going to be looking at an original feature film Yes, based on a book Mm. by
0: Roald Dahl (laughs) (laughs) And the book it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but the film is called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Willy what the? <laughs> Willy what the, indeed. <laughs> and we're joined by a guest as well today. Mm. We're joined by Triple J's movie critic, Amelia Navasquez. Thanks for joining
1: us. Hello,
3: hello. Thanks for having me, guys. It, Thanks so
1: much for joining us. And um, can you please congratulate Alexi on getting your last name correct?
3: Oh, I, yeah, no, thank you. You got that. Perfect. Oh, my down. God. I thought you were going to say, like, congratulate him for, like, being able to speak as a Roman coin. <laughs>
0: yeah. That would be so cool. That would be so freaking cool. I'm like a freaking Art Attack project come alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thanks so for how- joining us today, by the way.
3: No, thank you. It's good Thanks for
0: joining us, by the
1: way. I'm
3: caffeinated so and I'm here and it's great to be here.
1: Is our setup um like similar Ample? to your setup for Triple J and stuff like that?
3: Look, it's not exactly the same. <laughs> like there's a bit of echo, there's a bit of reverb, yep. Yep. like there's yep. a f- bit of a missing studio, but like I'm I'm digging it. Like, okay,
0: cool. But, wow, yeah. we're undergrounds.
3: Indie, we're, ultimate indie. Exactly. That's what we're
0: <laughs> out here to do. We're here to rip down the system. Yeah. I've always said, fuck the man.
3: You guys are like the anarchists of Thank podcasts. You. Thank um, you so much. I love what you're doing. Keep Thank going. Thank you so
0: much. I love anarchy.
3: We I
1: love the We love the, the movie Joker. Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> we love Club. Like, Tyler Durden and the Joker are our spirit animals. Yeah. Can do I say that? Do you guys
3: have rules like in your podcast oh, yeah. Yes. System? Big time. Yeah? First
0: rule always promote podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Go on other people's pods, talk about your pod, always talk about the podcast. Yeah, that's first rule. And
3: always push that you are the only film critic yep. analysis yes. podcast yep. on the internet.
0: That truly is us, not just the internet, but in history of mankind as well. We're <laughs> the <laughs> only one. Rule number three, be a little bit less serious. Yeah, and muck around while you're discussing
1: just cinema. loosen
3: up, guys. The
0: cinema's silly. It's weird, it's funky, it's crazy, and it's quirky. And that's why you should have fun while you're talking about the flicks. And
1: what a fun flick we're talking about today. <laughs> talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Shall we dive straight into it? Let's dive into this delicious chocolatey goop and Jump muck around. into that lake. Yeah, let's do it.
2: There is no right.
0: Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971, directed by Mel Stewart. Eccentric candy man, Willy Wonka prompts a worldwide frenzy when he announces that golden tickets hidden inside five of his delicious candy bars will admit their lucky holders into his top secret confectionery. But does Wonka have an agenda hidden amid a world of Oompa Loompas and chocolate rivers? Question mark. We'll soon find out <laughs> when the movie begins. <laughs> Had you seen this movie before?
3: Yeah, I'd watched it as a kid, mm. and then when you guys asked me to do this, I'd re-watched it. But I have a few memories with it, mainly, like, around the kids. Mm. Um, like, Violet Beauregard, the, mm. like, the gum-chewing one. Mm-hmm. I had this thing when I was a kid. I was like, I can do that. Like, not chew gum all day. But, yep. like, I thought I would try the thing where she puts Sticks gum behind her ear. Behind oh, her yeah. ear. And I got like a huge clump of my hair, Ooh, like connected to this gum. And I had—I didn't want to tell my family about it. So <laughs> I just like chopped a massive oh chunk my of my hair behind my ear. And I was like eight years old. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of trauma associated <laughs> with me.
1: <laughs> you didn't think to try that classic peanut butter trick?
3: It didn't come to mind. I, I was, just went straight true. for the scissors. Well, what's the logic behind I that? Have like, no idea. is it the protein?
1: The oils? I think it's the oils.
0: How does that make sense? Well, oils negate sticky. That does not. <laughs> Come on, dude. Everyone knows that. Oils plus sticky equals go free
1: equals
2: time. Nothing. What about a
3: good, like, almond butter or a hazelnut mm-hmm. butter? Would that work mm-hmm. by the same logic?
0: Any kind of nut butter, I think. If you yeah. crush up a few cashews, <laughs> chuck them at the, at the troubled area, it should work out.
3: Question so- What if it's, like, combination, mm-hmm. like, different kinds of nuts, like ABC butter? Does that still work?
1: Now, what's the A stand for there? Almonds. And B? Brazil. Brazil nut. C? Cashew. Cocoa. Cocoa nuts.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, chocolate. You know We're talking totally <laughs> about chocolate, guys. Chocolate nut? Oh, my favorite nut of all. <laughs> now, Cameron, you're a bit of a chocolate nut yourself, aren't you? Mm, yum, yum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're obsessed with chocolate.
1: Yeah, I'm obsessed with a lot of things. I have a lot of eccentricities.
0: I'm a real Willy Wonka type. You once for your wedding... You uh, commissioned a giant chocolate bust of yourself, didn't you? I did, and I wouldn't As... let
1: anyone eat it. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs>
2: That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I, I have a lot of uh, love for this movie. I do. I've loved it since I was a kid. It's one of those ones that I think I watched... Until I ran the tape dry as a child, well, So we got to put some of that cocoa yeah, butter. Yeah, <laughs> you need some natural oils bit to yeah. leave it back up again. <laughs> and then I sort of had one. It had one of those renaissances in my teenage years as well, where I kind of like got into the movie again as a teenager. Can I ask, was there anything assisting you?
2: Yeah, I was <laughs> just
3: gonna say, is like, is this the first? <laughs> of course, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: There was. Uh, well, I remember, like, um, my friend's older brother had a Marilyn Manson CD. Holy called- shit! Oh, no. Yeah, dude, I was friends with some fucking dark dudes. There's <laughs> 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 some real Tyler Durden, some real jokers, um, and it was called "Smells Like Children." And Marilyn Manson is dressed as Willy Wonka on it, and that was the first time I'd seen um, that. Iconography used in like the alternative world Mm, to be polluted, cool shit, and I was like, "Whoa, is Willy Wonka like kind of cool in an underground way?" And then, of course, um, as a cliche suburban kid from Mm. Newcastle, the first my first time my friends started really getting into like drugs and stuff, we would. Quote Willy Wonka a lot Or like Put oh it on Or move God. a high And stuff
0: <laughs> Dude you suck
1: <laughs> It sucks so bad
2: Terrible. It's so cliche we would
1: like Always be like Quoting Willy Wonka And shit We'd use language From it as code For Did drugs Did you have any Like
2: specific lines like That sno- you were using? The
1: snozzberries taste like snozzberries um, the all the little asides that he whispers to Stop the parents,
3: the walls, Cameron, shit like that.
1: <laughs> um, or like, or what's that one where he's like, um, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams, oh, and telling yuck. people to speak up again and shit, like ma- making people repeat themselves. This so is so lame.
0: Decoded so much of you <laughs> to me.
1: You suck, oh dude, I rule, man. You
0: Dude, you're freaking awesome! Dude, <laughs> awesome. I grew
1: up in a semi-regional town. We had to make our own
0: fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's uh, see, my early stoner days were so much cooler. What did you do? We were watching freaking uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth, starring David Bowie. Oh uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the cool kids version <laughs> yeah, of Willy that's Wonka. Because awesome. it's not about chocolate; it's about the mind. other earthly <laughs> desires.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you? Did you watch it as a kid? I watched it as a kid, but it was never one that like was that important to me growing up. Mm. It w- it was always around. Honestly, I think as a little chubby child and fat adult, it was like <laughs> the worst foodie movie because all, right. all the food uh... looks shit in this film. All like the right. movie literally begins with. Um, like stock footage of diuretic chaplain <laughs> produced. And it just looks so gross and ugly. But also, I was obviously called Augustus Gloop uh, my whole life. One of our mutual best friends, Sam Campbell, he calls me Augustus to this day. Oh, no. And also, Alexi Dr. Octopus is my other nickname from him. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I think I, I liked this movie growing up a bit. I think it had wonderful music. And there is an undeniable magic to this film. I think rewatching it now it showed to me that what a testament this film is with its uh with its legacy its impact its influence on cinema and children and creatives it is a testament to the pure imagination of children because this movie is fuck ugly <laughs> <laughs> it's like so uneven and at points really bad and really boring and makes so many like to me just mistakes that i can't believe uh like are in a classic film but having said that i think there's truly undeniable magic in this film like when i say that this is a testament to imagination it that is such a high compliment because there are so many moments of this film that is full of like beauty and imagination and so many sincere emotional beats in this film that i think are just what make it a classic where should we start with this should we talk about the great man Gene Wilder, perhaps?
2: Yeah. Or should we talk magic.
0: about, or should we talk about history, perhaps? What do you think? No,
1: let's let's start with Gene. You've mentioned magic; mm-hmm. that's the key, I reckon. Gene Wilder. Who doesn't appear until 45 minutes into this movie Which mm. I forgot
0: Part of the unevenness of the film
2: <laughs> one might say. Is that a
0: problem for you guys?
3: I don't mm. know Well I had um, Like they spend that first 45 minutes Really building up that whole world and scene With all the characters Like mm. with all those five kids You really get a, like a deep dive into their mm. backstories And I kind of really enjoyed that Like I know we're not talking about like the the newer version But mm. they like jump straight into that That's with true. the newer one And I kind of enjoyed the mystery and the ambiguity surrounding yeah. that. I thought it was, yeah, it was great. I, I kind of like that missing... you don't
1: see him in the in the remake. I think you meet they meet Willy Wonka, or at least he's on screen like five minutes into the movie. Very sort early, of thing. Off. yeah, yeah. Um, I like that they're just talking about him in this a lot. I think that works. And um, one of my favorite things about the first forty-five minutes of this—it's the first half of the movie, really—is yeah. that it's almost like a sketch movie. <laughs> like, every five minutes, it's like we're meeting new characters and they're all kind of funny and it's a weird scene. Mm. I love that the whole world is obsessed with Wonka's chocolate. I think that's fucking... I really the like that. stakes are definitely it's so, funny. so
3: high. Yeah. Like, I remember there's this one scene where they're trying to show um all of the different parts around the world and then they switch to like i think it's in brazil mm. and they're like this is portuguese news mm. and the guy is like reporting on it in english but with a portuguese accent and i'm yeah. like i don't think that's very
1: <laughs> accurate that's why it's like a cartoon it's so funny mm. and then there's, all, there's the the guy who's at therapy and he's saying that the archangel gabriel told him we're a chocolate like golden ticket was yeah. and his, his therapist, therapist is like
0: tell me what he said tell me what he said yeah. I think that's very that's funny that's really
1: funny there's a whole bunch of them there's that scene Tim Brooke Taylor is has a computer that can tell you the location and it won't give up the information that's yeah. funny I, I could honestly have just watched a bunch of British character actors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do funny scenes about chocolate um, I, I, I honestly forgot
0: that Willy Wonka was in this movie until he appeared that's insane. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the the iconic moment where we first meet Willy Wonka, as played by Gene Wilder. Sure mm. for Eugene, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> what do you want to say about it? Well, it's been well said how um, he, Gene Wilder, uh, said he would only sign up to the film if he could introduce the character in this very specific way, where he would walk as if he had a limp, and then he would. Turn that into a somersault mm-hmm. Or some sort of cartwheel type thing <laughs> Is what he demanded to be done And he said that would leave everyone feeling uneasy Whether he was telling the truth Or whether he was lying mm. And um, I've known that for a long time And I was skeptical going in Like going like that's crazy thing to demand Is it going to hold up It really <laughs> held up for me this moment where we meet him That does work and it does permeate Throughout the rest of the film Where we are seeing him uh, become Become kind and switching from kind to like uh, more maniacal and nasty and rude and menacing to the children. I did. It left me. um It left me kind of curious what his motivations were throughout the film, even though I didn't know where the where the film was going.
1: I felt that he. I mean, I just can't. I'm going to struggle to criticise him in this because. I just love this performance mm. so much mm. And I don't even see the nastiness of it anymore Because I kind of grew up with it So mm. anytime where he turns a little bit mean to the kids or the parents Or he's quite rude to them I find it fucking hilarious I've, I've <laughs> never been turned off by the performance If you know what I mean Yeah
3: But the meanness Is never pointed It's always like Really understated Or underhanded Mm. Like even when um, He makes the Like he picks on Like Mike TV Mm. Throughout it um, But it's always Just done in this Really sort of Quiet way Whereas I feel like In the newer one Like Johnny Depp Would be like To Mike TV He'd be like Mumbling, mumbling And he's screaming it Like at the top Of his lungs Whereas I feel like In this one It's kind of just A little throwaway comment But you're like Ooh, that's gonna hurt Like that's getting to the core of your personality I think what's
1: cool about it is he as a kid watching this I would never have picked up that he's like perhaps mean to the kids Mm. because he's so warm his presence is so warm and
3: all adults are mean yeah (laughs) Yeah. and you'd
1: be like you watch it if I was freaking Mike TV and he was going you know you should open your mouth a little wider when you speak I'd be like oh this guy's just being nice to me (laughs) me." but as an adult watching it like those jokes are for us Mm. they're for like grown-ups they're not for the kids
0: and he's always talking over them like he's never he like never directly talks to anyone in the movie except for Charlie (laughs) he just always like just talks out like as to everyone as a speech like to the group or just talks over everyone talks if he says something to someone it always seems like he's just talking to himself to entertain himself do you think this is a cruel character like has it have either of you read the book
3: i read the uh, book as a kid yeah. but like it yeah no that, not since i was really young but yeah yeah why
1: <laughs> well i think role i quite like Roll dahl mm. i've got a lot of Roll dahl books on my bookshelf Yeah. Including his adult stuff. And this guy freaking wrote some adult (laughs) stuff too. (laughs) He's a bit of a (laughs)
3: twisted guy. He
1: wrote wrote a short story that uh, the great Quentin Tarantino adapted into a short film. So... This guy's twisted. Really? Which yeah. one is that? It's from that Four Rooms. You know Four Rooms. Oh, Four uh, Rooms. Yeah, yeah. you seen that. It's no, pretty never. fucking awful. Yeah. The only one worth watching is the Tarantino one. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. But also Tarantino is in it. So Isn't that Maybe it's Steve not worth Buscemi's watching. the
2: bellboy. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> is
1: it Buscemi or is it Tim Roth? I don't know. I thought oh, it's Tim this. Roth. Yeah, it's
3: Tim Roth. It's Tim yeah, Tim
1: Roth, yeah. They're all the same. They're me, all the same guys. guys yeah. <laughs> um, and so I've read the book a lot. I think Roald Dahl Love for better or worse, hates grown-ups. Yeah. Mm. And often writes his grown-ups to be incredibly stupid or incredibly cruel. And Willy Wonka is kind of like a hero in these movies, mm. really. Um, but I can't... I don't think he is a good guy in the books at all. I think he's kind of just... A mystery. He's like an enigma Mm. wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a clue. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I think watching it again, I was trying to find uh, whether this movie presents him as a good guy or a cruel man. And it's very hard to say that he's like a hero because it's kind of like he set up this house of traps for Mm. children to be punished by in order to find one righteous young boy. Mm. And it's that's like inherently fucking horrible. Yeah. He's like freaking jigsaw, this guy.
3: <laughs> but the production, like I was doing some reading into this yeah. and the production team behind the movie, I mm. think are like, there's something to be said about Gene Wilder, but there's something to be said about the production team yeah. because they the way that they made this film like there was some really violent like heavy stuff going on like the i was reading there was one that you know that scene Mm -hmm. where they're on the machine and there's that big foam um thing spitting out Mm. as they're riding through and then there's like a weird clean wipe yeah they're all clean apparently it was like um this really potent skin irritant and they were just like using fire extinguishers but they're like oh screw it like we'll do it anyway and i just thought that was so twisted like that They were putting these children, Mm. these like fictional children characters Mm. in this, you know, make believe universe where they're getting traumatized by Gene Wilder. (laughs) And then on top of that, they're like, we're just going to throw some like fire hydrant (laughs) foam onto you and you're going to have burning skin for the next while later. And then I read later that the main uh, character who played Charlie... Never acted again. He became a vet. Wow. Peter
0: Ostrom
2: who played Charlie Ostrom.
1: (laughs) I wonder if many of the other kids did. Like, do you reckon any of the other kids ever acted again? Because some of them are quite... I think um, in particular the two, Violet Beauregard and um, Veruca Salt, are like fucking very good Actors on camera Yeah
3: definitely Veruca was also Really charismatic They're all
0: best known For this film Like they Mm. I think the others Went on to become Child actors In other things Mm. But this is the one film Where you click on Their IMDB It all says They are in Willy Wonka (laughs) In the first (laughs) sentence Really (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, I, let's talk about the kids then, because I, I, like you said, this is this, like, they're put into this, like, euphoric world that's full of wonder and imagination as Mm. soon as they walk through those doors. But in real life, this production was like a disaster. Like, it was made for so cheap. These kids are getting, like, poisoned and stuff (laughs) like that. But the way that this film came about was because, um, the director's daughter had read the book and she begged her father to make, or, or maybe it was a producer. She, she was a her, real Vareca Salt Yeah, top, she begged <laughs> her father to make a version, uh, make a filmed version of the book. And the I think it was a producer. I want it now, Daddy. Yeah, I think it was a producer, um, or maybe it was a director. I can't remember which one. And then they uh, went to. They heard they were making a deal with Quaker Oats because Quaker yeah. Oats was going to make oh, a yeah. chocolate bar, and they said, "Let's make a Wonka bar." Uh, and we can use the film As pr- uh, as like promotion for so it So
3: it's an ad So it's
0: basically an ad It's like made for Very very little money Like mm. it's not a, It's not a very big budget I mean, film The budget at was all. like
3: Three million dollars Which even back then Is just like It's, it's like, nothing It's shit it's all It's absolute nothing Yeah It's just exactly. a really big fat ad <laughs> With like kids With burning skin <laughs> Ads
0: Ads now would cost Three million dollars yeah. To make like a two second yeah. ad Like this For a chocolate bar Yeah definitely shows And then there shows. was like A lot The chocolate bar Didn't get made in time for the film so the film just became a classic on its own. And then Wonka Chocolate never became so, like, super popular yeah. until, I think, when we were children. Well, they make like, nerds, yeah. right? Nerds. Wonka make nerds I remember stuff. there was, like, a bit of a Wonka renaissance when we were kids where there was, like, cartoon ads of the Wonka character. Yeah, I do remember that. Chilling nerds and those, like, mudslide Wonka bars and, and stuff. And they have,
3: like, those pop rocks inside some of them. Yeah. yeah that exactly. was a good time. So, they we're <laughs>
0: trying to, like, create this, like, scrumdilyumptious, like... Renaissance of like this is chocolate is full of imagination and wonder, but it tasted shitty.
3: Yeah, it's just cheap. This <laughs> wasn't right. It
0: tastes like a. It would look like it looks like
1: these candies taste in this movie. Mm. Like you mentioned, how cheap it looked, especially the inside Wonka's factory stuff. Yeah, half of that stuff just looks like it's cellophane. <laughs> and, like, it looks awful fucking rubber. There's all
3: this contention about like What the, the chocolate lake was made out of Like they mm. think they said it was water But then they put in col- like food colouring mm. And then somewhere along the way Someone was like Nah it doesn't look chocolatey yeah. enough We won't get thickness We'll just put heaps of cocoa powder into it And then Augustus Gloop uh, Like the character who played him he's yeah. just said you know It tasted like dish water And the yeah. poor thing had to like Swim in oh, this lake, yuck,
0: yuck. and it looks exactly like that. Yeah. yeah, it looks like water with food dye, and I dare not believe they put cocoa powder in it. <laughs> <laughs> if they did, it was like one packet because yes. it's like like one little Milo in there, tin of Milo. I reckon it's paint. I reckon they put paint in there. <laughs> it's disgusting. The
1: Pull
3: little And they're like, drink sit. it, Augustus. Yeah, yes, drink it. What does it, it taste boy. like?
0: <laughs> Keep drinking it so we can call your character fat a lot. <laughs> they should have put freaking gravox in there. Should turn into gravy. I feel
1: like it probably
3: uh, would have been more like appropriate, if anything, yeah. like from a consistency perspective. Yeah, Exactly. That's
0: true. My pitch to you guys right now, mm. I would love to make a remake of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but it's savory. It's all Aww. it's all savory. It's, pastries. <laughs> yeah. it's
3: all Seos and Gray Box. <laughs> yeah, it's Seos,
0: Grey We've got Cabanossi trees. Look out. Aww. And there's Cabanossi and Twiggy stick trees oh, everywhere. Twiggy sticks. Beautiful stuff. Do you
3: stuff. get your sodium levels checked at the entrance and <laughs> yeah, exit? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's lots of sodium in there. That's Everything is available. Everything you could possibly dream of. Yorkshire puddings oh, turned into a lake. Blood sausages. We've got a blood sausage lake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll tell you who I feel the most for in this movie. It's that little Charlie Bucket. Mm. I mean, this guy. This guy's so poor. He can't even afford free candy when the candy man's giving it out for free. (laughs) He's not even there.
0: (laughs) He's outside
1: watching through the window. He's like I wish I had enough no money to go in there and get free lollies.
3: Just me but from like the perspective of a children's Mm. movie they are not shying away from the poverty in this film like they are not sheltering the eyes of children in this film whatsoever like the house that they're living in is absolutely dire. (laughs) It's a
1: write off. (laughs) They've
3: got a bed like I completely forgot about this until I rewatched yeah, yeah. it like how ludicrous is the idea of having four grandparents mm-hmm. whose four grandparents are all still alive yeah, I don't yeah. know but they're all sharing this one double Just bed foot to foot foot to foot <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: awful you're not even foot to foot with your own partner Your foot to foot
3: with, <laughs> with your sister with your fucking, or your, yeah, your in-laws your in-laws yeah. what a
1: nightmare oh <laughs> <laughs> If you had to go If you and your partner were in a bed And you had to be with another couple Would you rather go foot to foot with your own partner? You have to, right? You have to No, I love to mix things up (laughs) It's so bad They drink cabbage water for dinner Mm. every night And
0: Charlie's got a dead dad as well Charlie's got
1: a dead dad Charlie's mum works making clothing soup or some shit (laughs) Just
0: stirring up up
1: fucking slacks in a big pot
3: (laughs) Oh but she God. sings a great tune. Yeah. You know yeah. when I was
1: a kid I used to skip that song every time, Cheer what? Up Charlie. Yeah. And now listening to it it's one of the best written songs in the movie. It's a It's, t- a, it's a, t- a total song.
3: banger. Yeah, yeah, it's a
1: banger. <laughs> everyone's going off to Why it. Why
3: is there <laughs> no remixes of Cheer <laughs> Up Charlie? Yeah.
0: It rules. Every song in this movie rules. Yeah, it's got a beautiful score.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. It's
0: got a it won the Academy Award, you said. It did. Academy
1: Award winning score. I don't know if that uh, it didn't win best song. It should have. For mm. Cheer Up Charlie. Best song ever made, probably. Um, second best song, probably the one Gene
0: Wilder screams when they're on the <laughs> boat. <laughs> That's <laughs> a song more of a scary tone poem to freak children that's out. That's what. that's that another thing.
1: That that's
3: one like like, yeah.
1: <laughs> like we next week we're gonna talk about um, you know, the the reboot, which is fucking a nightmare, a walking nightmare. But this one mm. has some nightmarish images in it as well, including that boat scene, mm. which is fucking horrifying. It's crazy. It's just Gene Wilder cutting loose, screaming <laughs> some poem, while there's images of caterpillars and millipedes. Mm. maggots and shit It's Reprojected bizarre.
2: behind them. I it's- love
3: The fact that they didn't even feel the need to make it seem like the boat was moving at all, either—like it was just so clearly stationary—and you just were brought to (laughs) the reality of the fact that Gene Wilder is just screaming, and there are flashing images of cockroaches and people's eyes in a close-up fashion. Yeah,
1: they're playing Unchiyo Andalou. (laughs) A a cow's eyeball gets sliced (laughs) open, (laughs) and then Augustus tried to eat the image. (laughs) He was dead by that point. My friend. Oh, God. Well, probably. Did he die? Do you reckon these kids died?
3: Oh, definitely. There's the scene with Veruca Salt where she gets dropped mm. um, down that sh- shaft. The, the, the bad shoot, egg shaft. The bad egg um, that scene. shoot. And then they, they said, where does it lead to? And he said, the incinerator. Yeah. And just coolly moves on. Like that wasn't yeah. maniacal even slightly. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. I love the horror movie nature of that. I yeah. think this. I think this film holds a special place because it does introduce kids to some wonderful light imagery, but also treats them to some kind of scary horror movie, almost like slasher movie things where people are getting cut like mm. one at a time. People are being taken down. Oh fuck! It is a slasher.
1: I just realized that. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I
0: think it's really cool. I, I, I really love films and have a lot of respect for those early childhood films that, like, bring kids into a slight world of horror and introduce Mm. them to, like, horror themes. Mm. Like, this is like a Jumanji for the 70s, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, how do they all die? Goss just, he
1: gets sucked up that big old pipe. Yeah. Yeah. And the, f- and the chubbo gets stuck in there. And yeah, there. he gets stuck. Then <laughs> and the then water it the, sends him the to the. diuretic water pressure builds and
0: shoots him through, and he goes he into He gets sent to like the fudge
1: room or something. He gets sent into the
3: ether or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're like,
1: don't worry, he's being turned into fudge right now. Relax. Yeah, okay. That's his it's dream cool. come true. Yeah. yeah. And then she she's the next one. Veruca Varuka. Knows Violet. Violet. Oh, violet. She uh, has the choose
3: the gum and she turns into a blueberry. Yep. Yeah.
1: Violet. You're turning Violet. Violet. Great line. Awful Love that line. One. Hate that line. Love that line. Hate it. It's beautiful
3: what if she turned orange would that be better like violet you're turning orange violet like how many <laughs> mm.
1: I couldn't handle it it needs to be violets it needs to be three violets
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you not like the kind of sense of humour of this movie um
0: I don't know there's some stuff that I thought was funny I think a mm. lot of the non Roll Dahl stuff in this movie is funny like you're, not you're saying Dahl, the dude. sketch I like Roald Dahl fine okay I like him fine alright alright dude I did you know spy. he was a
1: spy yeah. What?
3: No, you yeah. know that He
1: was a spy in the British army And apparently he was quite hot And his mm. main thing was that he fucked people And got
2: information <laughs> from them
1: <laughs> Yeah, he was like a model for Bond essentially Austin Ian Powers. Fleming Ian, yeah, <laughs> Austin, <Yeah. Lewis. laughs> yeah. Ian Fleming thought? was like kind of modeled Yeah, modeled Bond on Dahl. Yeah.
0: I think that's awesome Weren't they mates, Fleming They were and mates, Bond? yeah Did he...
1: did. Fleming and Dahl. Did they ever
0: swi- Did they ever, yeah, obviously. Did no. they ever go foot to foot in the <laughs> same bed? But didn't they, like, did Did Rod Dahl write Bed Knobs and Broomsticks or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Or uh, I don't think, so, think okay. that was him. They weren't that wasn't twisted enough. Yeah, because I know Fleming wrote one of those books. Oh, really? I think they did, like, a swap, a wife swap. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Uh, who's next to go? Fleming wrote
1: "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang." I'm yeah, yeah, sure. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so they, I'm a, anyway, they
0: yeah. did a. Then who do we have next? Is it Veruca? Veruca. Yeah,
1: she's yeah, the Veruca, bad
3: egg. Yeah. Eggs, and then Mike TV gets TV. Get TV.
2: Yeah, he got freaking TV. Yeah, he got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the worst way to go.
0: I love Mike TV because he's you. He's me. He's obsessed <laughs> with TV. <laughs> And he's like got a little nasty, stank attitude. I love that. He's always the smartest kid in the room.
3: If he was still alive, he'd have his own podcast, probably about TV. Yeah, 100%. he would
0: be my rival. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love his little cowboy hat. I think he lo- is the best looking of the outfits that the kids wear. Like he, just looks, he looks so fly that little cowboy hat and that western shirt. Like Augustus is, a sh- he's a shambles. What he wears, he looks like he's in a school uniform. Does not look cool. And also Veruca, not that cool, not a cool <laughs> outfit. Had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. Explain a love my <laughs> relationships growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think um, I love I love Violet as well. Yeah. Is this Because um... she's so cool. She's like a she's like <laughs> she I She just love...
3: throws gum behind her ear like an awesome. easy <laughs> And
0: she's so nasty, like when she's just yeah. like, sorry, Carol, I
3: um, love you. Yeah.
0: That
1: is awesome. That's hundred percent my sense of humor. <laughs> just being mean to people. <laughs> the roastmaster general returns. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I could I reckon you'd look great in a little Stetson. What <laughs> <laughs> about a little cowboy hat around? Yeah, you'd
3: love
0: that shit. Who is your favorite of the children?
3: Ah, uh, I think Well, oh, that's a really hard one. I don't know. I think I liked probably I thought Veruca was such a brat, but I just mm. loved the way like seeing her weird relationship with her dad oh, and then just like her running like rings around her father and the fact that like she had an entire factory like opening up and these like chocolate packages yeah. was just mm. absolutely ludicrous to me and he was just so okay with it.
0: I, I love the her relationship with her dad because he's like, they're like, she is like full on old money. Her dad is like an EastEnders character yeah. like this <laughs> fat Bob Hoskins guy played by Roy Kinnear who's the father of Rory Kinnear, that wonderful uh actor who fucked a pig on black mirror oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. his dad um wow. yeah i love i love their chemistry together because he's just like so put upon and just wants to give her everything in the world but he's so upset <laughs> he's always every second. and
1: sweaty temples i love it yeah it's great also i tell you what i like about this movie is that charlie and his grandpa mm. they also fuck up yeah. Like they drink oh, the fizzy the, lifting yeah, drink Yeah, in
3: the burping room And
1: I don't think from memory that happens in the remake They Like mm. Charlie's just a pure righteous little boy in that one But yeah. in this one he's like He drinks the fucking fizzy lifting drink when yeah. he shouldn't
0: You know, he's like a normal kid I, Let's talk about Charlie Because I think Charlie is beautiful He's yeah. such a kind little boy mm. the, mom- the best moment in... Any film maybe is when he shares the chocolate with his grandfather, mm. and he says, and he doesn't get the golden ticket. I'm about to cry <laughs> talking <laughs> about it. And he doesn't get the golden <laughs> ticket, and he says, um, "I would, I think that." The gold would ruin the chocolate anyway. Yeah, that's just uh, to make his grandpa happy, and made me like honestly start crying. Yeah, Any, that first half of the movie, just Charlie being so fucking poor yeah. and so sweet, just like really broke my heart.
3: The scene that killed me was that moment where he's in the classroom and there's that smarmy teacher, oh, and they're trying to teach that them guy. percentages, <laughs> I love that and he's just like. How many of you had? Each kid's going through hundreds of chocolate yeah, bars, yeah. and then his answer is that he's had two. two. Yeah.
0: You're like two hundred—that's fucking easy. He's Yeah, a yeah bit. He like, I
3: can't divide that. And yeah. I'm like, that's all right. We've both got the same level of math. That makes me feel great. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> you poor thing. I yeah. know
0: he got freaking povo shaved yeah. by his teacher. <laughs>
3: like, oh, heavy. Yeah, cool. there's a genuine sense of good and hope in that. In like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka, and I think that's, yeah. You miss that It's
1: yeah It's pure wish fulfillment For kids Which is great Although like As an adult It's totally irresponsible To leave a running factory To a fucking eight year old That's Yeah (laughs) Yeah. You can't do that (laughs) <laughs> Especially one that's run by slave
3: labour I want to see the sequel though Like of just Charlie fucking up Like really badly And being like I don't know how to do taxes And just like Completely failing at adulting And he's like I'm 14 It's been two years I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> It's a fucking
0: nightmare Why Charlie, did he do this to Charlie becomes Michael Scott It's all about his dreams <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: oh. And trying to motivate the Oompa Loompas To do everything There was a sequel book with mm. Charlie
1: and the Great Glass Elevator
0: And I think that was after the movie was made
1: Yeah, and I remember hating it I hated it as a kid I just didn't get it, it was, I was yeah, like, give well, me back to the friggin' chocolate factory, chocolate please Chocolate
0: rules, elevators suck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly less magical
2: than Choco
1: it's set in space or something
0: oh. oh, who cares
1: It was
3: actually funded by an elevator company A <laughs> <For> shinless <laughs> They were just trying to do it as a big promo <laughs> shoot <laughs> Didn't work out and, uh,
0: It's a nightmare I think um, as well, while we're talking about like Charlie's early life before we head into the factory, um, I don't really like Charlie's neighborhood At all It's filmed in like Munich and like Weird like mm. Czechoslovakian Bavaria Yeah Bavarian Countryside And I think Because it's like This mix of all These things Like it's like Got an English Like English school Which feels like They're in England In the school mm. The chocolate man Like the candy man guy Not the chocolate man The candy man guy uh, what? Quagmire from Family Guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same He's, face he, and hair As yeah. Quagmire <laughs> He's the one Like that's Very very English English. Mm. And then Charlie's backstory is like very, very English. Like, you know, this little sad boy is an English trope. But then, like, <laughs> then you see, then, like, he's American. His family's so American. Like, Grandpa Joe's like the most American grandpa <laughs> yeah. that ever lived. And it's just like, it to me, it doesn't. It, like i think their intention was for it to feel, feel timeless and for it to feel like that this could be anywhere yeah. in the world mm-hmm. this yeah. doesn't this it's is not in, a, it's, it's intercontinental intercontinental land. it's transatlantic and stuff but it's just like it feels like it has no identity to me rather than creating its own identity yeah and right I, I don't think it works for me at all and it made the first 45 minutes of the film a slog until the ticket shit started happening and charlie started getting sadder I like the movie when Charlie was sad. <laughs> Do you like
3: Slugworth?
0: Slugworth is actually dope. I love Slugworth. Yeah, he's the such a rules. great character. I yeah. think Slugworth um, is a great addition because there is no villain in the book. Yeah, and they 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 want to create some sort of villainous character. It works
1: great. I love that he's. I love all the little times you see him pop up in all the other kids' stories. My favorite one is Mike TV's when he's just a reporter. Mm. There yeah, and he's doing all this fucking flair with the microphone, flipping it around. It's, it's like, very <laughs> odd. I yeah, love it. I love. I actually love the first 45 minutes. I I,
0: I like it once we get into that mode, but when it's just Mm. Charlie's. Life at school, and we see like when the tickets get announced. is maybe one of the worst moments ever when just some other annoying kid just literally just yells the plot of the movie for two <laughs> minutes at the teachers. <laughs> like, we've got golden tickets. Willy Wonka's going to open up his things. Like, hold on a second, what do you mean by that? And just like keeps on going longer and longer. I loved it, man. I had no problem
1: with it <laughs> at all. I thought it was fucking great, and I loved that the then there was like half hour of just newsreel, like watching fake news anchors report on this mm. shit in a serious tone I loved it
3: I also loved that watching mm. all the media reports for each um, child mm. like yeah. the one with the like Augustus Gloop how they're, they're passing the microphone around and there's that moment where the father is like in the middle of eating a steak <laughs> yeah. and just bites off <laughs> yeah. like the microphone yeah. that's pure <laughs> that's like pure bliss for me that's, like, a, I I that's the
0: first laugh of the movie that's so funny when he's daddy <laughs> it's so funny I wanted funny. that to be
3: a, an ongoing gag for the rest of them though <laughs> yeah. like Mike TV's there and just like takes a bite out of the
1: microphone (laughs) (laughs) no I thought it was great I reckon um the only times I started to get bored were actually when all the kids were dead except for Charlie and I was Mm. like oh yeah now we're just into the moralizing part of the movie like I guess they production design they did an okay job at making that interesting by giving him a half Mm. office (laughs) <laughs> that kind of distracted me from the fact that it was just now the new more. But yeah, I didn't care. I st- honestly, I was like, oh, fuck this shit. Go back to like more it's weird. Show me
0: a stuff. little Oompa Loompa. Just do one more number. I don't <laughs> yeah. love the Oompa Loompas. I'll say that. I don't love them. There's only 10 of them in this movie dude feels not, like a million not, not enough Oompa Loompas
3: <laughs> that, weren't they all from different countries as yeah, well like and they really? had like communication issues because they all didn't speak the they same language they didn't speak
0: the same language, language. yeah there's a great uh, well it's actually kind of shittily written but there's mm. one of the Oompa Loompas wrote an article for like The Guardian when the new film was coming mm. out and talked about his experience on it I think there were only four English speaking Oompa Loompas. the rest were from Europe like uh, mm. all around Europe kind of being flown in and one one of them was a woman. That's a game I like to play: spot the female Loompa <laughs> during the really? movie. Really, yeah. I did
3: not notice a female umplumper. Yeah, there. you got to, you got to go. have
0: peeled eyes to spot those That's female Loompas. That's so funny.
3: I saw um, one of the. The only thing I know about the Loompas in terms of casting mm. is that one of them. Um, is the goblin, like the teller in Harry Potter. Like he's oh, really? the main guy who works at the bank. <laughs> at Gringotts. Yeah, at Gringotts. Yeah. So, no way. Yeah, his name's like Rusty Goff or something like Rusty that. And he's Goff. still going.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's going. Up here. Like
3: he wasn't traumatized by the production of Charlie and the Chocolate Willy Wonka. Sh- oh, oh, name. Wow. Rusty,
0: there he is. <laughs> he's all, here he is up here. He was also a Jawa in Star Wars. Oh, he's in Willow. He's like one of the guys that's friends with Willow. Oh yeah, I know this guy. In, yeah, in Willow, of course, the movie starring another short, many many short. He's actors. in a bunch of the Harry Potters. Yeah, mm. fuck yeah. Gringotts bank goblin and Fred out. Claus. Oh no, that's one of my <laughs> least favorite movies of all time. Is <laughs> Fred, Fred Claus. Claus?
1: Is that the VVF movie?
0: Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. Yeah, two head to head hopes. playing brothers of the Claus family.
2: Oh, it's
0: honestly one of the worst movies ever made. And I how s- do you
3: feel about Elf? <laughs>
0: Elf rocks. Yeah. Elf absolutely is a banger. Fred Claus is a whimper. What it about sucks. the Santa Claus? That is awesome. It's one of the best legal movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> the best movie about my a favorite clause. legal drama. <laughs> it's interesting. It's and about... my second favorite
1: legal drama, Miracle on Thirty Fourth <laughs> <Yeah>, Street. <laughs> it's about contracts.
0: Any movie that can combine Santa with legals and contracts is my kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: love that shit. <laughs> oh man, I kind of um. I kind of, um, I remember when they announced that they were doing the reboot of this Mm. movie with uh, Tim Burton and, of course, Mr. Jonathan Depp. And I was so not looking forward to Mm. Johnny Depp's portrayal of this. This must have been like right.
0: Like was he hot off Pirates he was of the hot. Caribbean? Yeah, he was super hot in two thousand and five. What was happening? Like Pirates had been a couple of years before Pirates was a year or two before that. Had he done- He was already the most famous chocolatier in the world at that point <laughs> <of> time. <laughs> That's right, With Chocolat. He did Chocolat? Right. And Chocolat. he was doing a
3: bunch of um, Tim Burton movies. Like they yeah. were working together on mm. a lot of stuff. He did the voice for Corpse Bride, I yeah. think. And oh, God,
0: so this was like the the their next big. Uh, live-action touchstone together after all the wonderful movies they made together in the 90s, like Sleepy Hollow and Mm. Edward Scissorhands. Were you guys looking forward to this remake at all?
3: I was quite young, so Mm. I was still keen for it because Mm. I had seen it as a kid and was happy to see anything that was sort of bright and colourful. And I also... I was... I'm sorry to say this. I was an emo in high school. Hell yeah, dude! So I loved, <laughs> loved Tim Burton. Burton. I yeah. was in like the thick of it. Did you so... have like
1: a um? Did you have Emily the Strange backpack or anything like that, or a fucking Jack Skellington?
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no.
3: I had that with the JJ's belt. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, yeah, yes. um, yeah. an acid wash
1: Yeah <laughs> Fake cassette print shirt or something. Loud
3: and proud. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I had a lot of the same outfit as you. I wore Emily the Strange stockings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cameron used to draw little, little, little extensions on his lips, so it made it look. And then drew little sewing marks on. Oh, them. that was such oh, a thing. To look, just like her. I never did
1: that, but I know a lot of people that. did Oh really? That shit. Oh yeah, boy. Of course, um, nightmare. So you were looking forward to this Burton Disney collab. I was
3: keen for it, and at the at the time, I did enjoy it. But like, re I rewatched it again a couple of years later, and I just thought it was absolutely terrible. Like all of the <laughs> all of the hope was gone. Yeah. There was nothing. It was just pure like color and noise Something. and think Burton's lost
1: it. What I think. Doing? I think that was the moment they lost it. Signing that. Freaking contract You'll like this shit Yeah Contract with Disney Hang on a second You love contract Sly,
0: Say the word contract slower <laughs>
1: Contract
0: I love contract Fuck yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah dude I think uh, I remember being so bummed out By it. this I was the, probably the first time That I remember mm. a reboot Being announced That I was like No you can't do it Yeah you're ruining my childhood, man. Don't
0: touch it. When I heard I was like, hole in one, get these guys together, make this fucking weird movie, I was excited for it. Really? Yeah, really? I was a big Tim Burton boy when I was a, like, a young teenager. I think I would have been like 14 when the movie came out, 13, 14. Yeah. And I was all about Tim Burton. I loved him. I loved his vibe. I loved I loved his wacky hair. He was one of the first directors that I like knew of and liked. He told you that it's okay to be weird. He told me it was okay to be weird. He told me it was okay to wear glasses. Yeah. Um, which I didn't wear too much older. But I loved <laughs> him and I thought he was so cool and just weird. Just
3: wore 3D glasses with the popped out yeah. plastic. I popped them
0: out. I popped them out and just walked around <laughs> in them Just and he kept the little blue and red bits in case I need to see the world in a wacky way another time.
1: I think it's made me realize like watching this movie again and thinking about the reboot which we're mm. about to do next week um, is that I never really wanted to see this story retold Mm. I think more than I liked this movie I just liked Gene Wilder Mm. more than anything and I think I just wanted to watch more Gene Wilder movies really which I have done and guys you gotta do it you gotta watch Blazing Saddles you gotta watch (laughs) Blazing. have you seen Blazing
3: Saddles yeah yeah oh dude
1: Fuck this guy rules <laughs> This guy's funny well, Gene
3: Wilder apparently Refused to watch the remake Like he mm. didn't want to actually see What Johnny Depp had done with it So I don't know Like maybe he He didn't feel invested in it either
0: Yeah He Or he just didn't give a He's shit He's just old as <laughs> yeah. fuck He was cranky at that point He's like Fuck Johnny Depp Fuck this young guy He's been
1: through a lot Yeah he His has His wife mm. passed away He just retired, Semi-retired from or well, Totally retired at Recluse point, From acting He yeah. was a recluse he just wouldn't have given a fuck. He just would sit back and watch Blazing Saddles again. On repeat. Yeah.
0: He is so wonderful in this movie. I think that all the magic in this film is due to Wilder's magnificent performance. I love what he does with the character. I love the, the turns that he makes, where he makes those emotional adjustments in his character. And I think between him and the sweetness of Charlie, there is room for people to put their own imagination and kind of see themselves in this world and make the world better around them. And I think that's what this movie's legacy is and why people have such a fondness for them because it's a very... It's an immersive film but not by design. I think there's something that was not intended that happened with this film, with people's relationships, where it's like, like I've said, it's fucking ugly. I think this movie is so hideous. (laughs) I think the costumes, apart from Mike TV, are bad.
2: (laughs) What about that
0: uh, purple velvet jacket that Willie wears? You love velvet. That's why you (laughs) like the jacket. You're obsessed with velvet. But I think, um, I don't know. I just think that this, like the production design is hideous in this movie, in my opinion. And I think that is because it is kind of flat and bland it leaves space for people to have their imagination fill in the blanks mm. and imagine like mm. this is what that would taste like or this doesn't look like real food. Um, Veruca smashing this giant ball and then take, sucking the guts out of it <laughs> in the end, and imagine like, oh, what would that actually be like and allowing them to kind of construct their own... Uh, basically this movie Is a fucking book Is what I'm saying And I hate books And so I'm kind of just like You just I- like to be told What everything is I like to be shown <laughs> I like to be shown and No not told. you'd be happy
1: If a little boy Ran into every scene And explained What was going on Yeah
0: that's what I want And I want to have more moments Where the grandpa Can make me cry Yeah The grandpa was great we- But yeah I think that's what I'm trying to say Is that the- this-, this movie Is special Because there are Missing pieces That's not. It's not perfect Like a jigsaw
3: can project mm.
0: <laughs> Wow, what a special treat that was Thank you for that Thank you, I must go
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, for me It just makes me want to spark up a fat dude And just <laughs> sit back And really get into drug culture It's also cool that uh, Willy Wonka Has lived on in meme form With that weird smug mm. face <laughs> meme That got around it I said good day ago. kind of thing Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, and- Ugh
3: that hot yeah I say good day but it also for me like it just makes me think of the Tim Burton one Mm. and get really angry and then want to play heaps of emo music and then just put on my acid wash jeans (laughs) and look at all my old fallout boy posters again
0: (laughs) oh Pete Wentz what a honey (sighs) Do you think that this movie holds up, or do you think that this movie perhaps has soured like a chocolate past its use by date?
3: No, I reckon it's like it holds up. Like it's definitely of its time. Like that whole transcontinental sort of world thing, Mm. maybe like for you, it didn't work Mm. so much, but I think that's kind of really indicative of like the world at that point in time was changing. Things were coming together, like from an international perspective. Mm. It's making commentary on. Chocolate. (laughs) 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 You thought I was going to say something serious. Um, No, but it's... Yeah, I think like the the earnestness and the honesty that it does portray, like through Charlie's experience, you don't mm. really get that in kids' stories now. Like you got what fucking minions. Yeah. Like they're so empty and there's nothing there. Like you're watching A grade, like first class poverty here. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't care at all. They're like, deal with it. This is the real world baby. Yeah. And then they distract you with the wild and wonderful world of Gene Wilder and chocolate mm. for the next hour and a half. I think it's the perfect balance. I think it's great.
1: I'm with you on this. I love it. Alexi's wrong. <laughs> totally I'll s- accept
0: that I'm wrong. I will accept that I'm wrong in this one. Because I, d- I, I do like the movie. I do like the movie, but I don't know. You also have convinced me. I think it yeah. was a very wonderfully put argument. <laughs> that I do- Are you going to walk back everything you said Yes. Uh, I, I think Augustus is my hero. <laughs> uh, you actually really want to drink from that lake. I want to drink from that. I want to sip from the lake. <laughs> actually, I will go to the nearest lake and take a sip this <laughs> afternoon. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. I, like I said, I think this movie has so much magic in it that um, is beyond its own knowing. It's a world of pure imagination, guys. And Oompa Loompa's rock. Oompa are better than Minions. I will also agree to that. Yeah, 100%. I dressed up
3: as an Oompa for book week one year. <laughs> Just want to note that I'm like nearly six foot tall as well and I've been really tall throughout my entire yeah. up, like. <laughs> periods of development <laughs> <laughs> and i committed to it as well
1: orange you what you did orange face
3: i i did I, orange face oh. to green yeah head. that's yeah, white appropriation overalls.
1: from Lumperland, and i'm afraid <laughs> you're gonna get shamed online for that <laughs> i
3: don't know what to say to cameron
1: that. is from Lump- <laughs> yeah i was born there my parents are australian but they had sex in Lumperland. land. <laughs>
3: <laughs> on a uh, <her> velvet rug <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us Amelia
1: no, It's a pleasure to guys. have you
3: on the
0: podcast You are on Twitter and Instagram Yes What are your socials?
3: Uh, Amelia Chloe 2610 is my Twitter mm-hmm. And uh, my Instagram is Costanza Can't Stand Ya <laughs> spelled with C's not K's
0: <laughs> And also of course you review like every movie on Triple J right now Yeah so you M- Movies, can- TV Everything
3: Yeah. Female uh, Mike TV.
0: Exactly. I'm pushing for that
3: as my new name, but that's cool.
0: That's really good. Female really Mike good. TV, you're onto something there.
1: Yeah. What was it like stepping into the shoes of Mark Fennell and taking his place?
3: Well, I'm a lot taller than him, so yeah. the shoes were tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's good. It's, a be- it's yeah. been fun. It's been a total ride. Like we- I think, um, yeah, the way that we're sort of... a I've sort of developed it Mm. into a different sort of voice, I think I think Um, so, yeah Which has been fun to play around with as well Like the first year was kind of just trying to speak as fast as him I realised I could not do that So, (laughs) um, yeah, it's been a total ride
0: That's so cool Well, we love the work that you're doing We think you're a wonderful critic And if you want to check out your work, it's on the Triple J website, right?
3: Yeah, yeah It's all on the website there and, yeah, you can check out all of my little reviews. Yeah,
0: bite-sized movie reviews. They're really good. So, check them out for sure. Um, You can catch Cameron on Twitter at James. Uh Uh-huh. Same on Instagram as well. And Alexi on both platforms has... This is Alexi This is Alexi Speaking and looking If you're on Instagram If you want to hear Bonus content From this podcast You can sign on up To patreon.com Slash total reboot To gain access To our brand new Exclusive subscriber Only podcast Called Total reboot risk Where Cameron and I Pitch our own takes on the classic movies and how we would reboot them. We've done ones on Dracula, we Back, did to one Back to
1: the Future. I can't remember what the other ones were. And we've got
0: one coming up for Face Off. Yeah, that I think people that have been listening to us for years will be very interested in hearing. <laughs> That's a little tease for that. So it's just five bucks extra a month if you want to sign on up to that. It's the price of a freaking Wonka bar.
1: Yeah. Hey, before we go, I just want to say a big thank you to all the reboot rats out there who Mm. came to my show on Monday night at the Enmore and packed it out. Thank you very much. You made me feel very freaking groovy. So thank you so much for coming.
0: On Thursday, the 13th of September, I am hosting a very cool event at the Sydney Underground Film Festival. Uh, I'll be hosting the Australian premiere for the film Mega Time Squad. It's a New Zealand comedy uh, that stars many beloved actors. Uh, such as Johnny Bruff from uh, many of the funny New Zealand films and hosts, and the director is Tim Van Dammen. So I'll be doing that Q&A. It's going to be cool. It's online. You can buy the tickets right now at suff.com.au. So just come support me in my live endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. Next week, we will be talking about the Johnny Depp Tim Burton masterpiece. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Thank you for listening, babies. Bye
0: bye. Bye
2: bye.